In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. As of Thursday morning, a 26-ounce container of normal Morton table salt at Kroger is $1.39. 17 ounces of fine sea salt, $2.67. 48 ounces of kosher salt, $3.49. 17 ounces of Himalayan pink salt. I'm not quite sure how we use this in cooking, but it's $7.40. There are plenty of these items on the shelf in Decatur, and aside from the Himalayan salt, they are relatively cheap as compared to, say, the recent price of eggs. But this has not always been the case. Mark Kolansky, in his book, Salt, A History of the World, writes about how up until about 100 years ago, salt has been one of the most sought-after commodities in human history because it had so many uses. It was once believed that salt could ward off evil spirits, so it was common for religious places, specifically convents, to be sealed with salt. It was often used to disinfect wounds, check bleeding, stimulate thirst, and treat skin diseases, so it was valuable in the medical community. It was used, some say, to pay soldiers in the Roman Empire. Newlyweds would rub salt on their bodies in the hopes of enhancing fertility. Foods, especially vegetables, were salted. It was used to domesticate dogs and it has been used as a means of preserving food. And while salt is significantly cheaper and more readily available these days, we as a society use salt for so many things. We use it to season food, to melt ice, to soften water and bring it to a boil more quickly. We can use it to soothe sore throats, rinse our sinuses, and reduce swelling. But we know today, just as those who came before us knew, that salt has to be used very carefully. Not enough salt in a dish, it's bland. Too much salt, it's inedible. Not enough salt used on ice, and we can slip and fall. Too much salt used on or near our bodies, and it can sting, burn, abrade, and irritate. Not enough salt in our bodies, and we can die. Too much salt in our bodies, and we can die. And I think that Jesus was very aware of all of this, and that is why he used this metaphor in this reading to describe who we are and who we have the potential to be. Theologian Debbie Thomas, in her essay on this particular gospel reading, says that Jesus is actually, quote, telling us who we are. We are salt. We are not supposed to be salt or encouraged to become salt or promised that if we become salt, God will love us more. No, she says, the language Jesus uses is 100% descriptive. It is a statement of our identity. 
We are the salt of the earth. We are that which will enhance or embitter, soothe or irritate, melt or sting, preserve or ruin. For better or worse, we are the salt of the earth, and what we do with our saltiness matters. It matters a whole lot. Whether or not we want it, whether we notice it or not, whether we're intentional about it or not, she says, we spiritually impact the world we live in. Jesus, in this reading, is reminding us that we, you and me and all of us who are gathering in churches around the world this Sunday morning and every Sunday morning, we have the capacity and power to etch breaches deeper and deeper into this world or to repair them, to destroy the streets and communities in which we live or to restore them. Too much salt used irresponsibly and not for the purposes set out by God, not for the purposes of love and respect and welcome and compassion and humility and reconciliation, and people can be stung, burned, and abraded by oppression and injustice and prejudice. Deep breaches in the fabric of our communities and lives can be created. The light that is shined into the world can be blinding and distracting. The streets on which we live, our communities and our neighborhoods can be full of bumps and potholes. On the other hand, not enough of the salt of Christ's love in the world, not enough of the light of Christ's grace and forgiveness, and the breaches that have been created by sin and brokenness, by our misuse of salt, those breaches remain unrepaired. The streets where, as the hymn claims, injustice spirals and hope retreats, those streets are left in disarray. Those dark and broken places in our world and in our communities remain in shadow. Jesus knew. He knew that we have enormous potential to harm or to heal, to destroy or to repair, to break down or to restore. And so not only does he remind us of this potential in our reading, but with his life and death and resurrection, he provides a way for us out of this cycle. He provides a way out of the bondage of sin and brokenness because he knew that we would need a chance to start over again and again and again because we're human and we sin. That is, we follow our own wills instead of the will of God. We take part in systems where the will of the world is followed rather than the will of God. But thankfully, that is not and will never be the end of our story. Sin, darkness, brokenness, none of it will ever have the last word because we are assured through the life and death and resurrection of Jesus that we can always and completely be forgiven. 
that we can always and completely be set free from bondage, from the bondage of our sins, so that we can go out into the world and do the work we have been given to do. The work of reconciling and restoring all people to unity with God and each other in Christ. The work of repairing the breaches and restoring the streets by being the salt of Christ, the light of Christ in the world. By using our words and our actions and our resources, our hearts and our minds, our hands and our feet, our ears and our eyes, our dinner tables and our altar, our confessions and our gatherings, our memorials and our celebrations, to set the oppressed free, to share bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into our houses, to cover the naked and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, to loose the bonds of injustice, this is how we are the salt of the earth, the light of the world. This is how we repair those breaches in our nation and state and communities and households. This is how we shine the light of Christ into the streets of our world and repair and restore that which and those who have been oppressed and broken. This is how the light of Christ breaks forth into this world like the dawn and the healing and restoring power of Christ springs up quickly in all times and in all places. This is how those ancient ruins of love and forgiveness and compassion and grace can be rebuilt, and how the foundations of the kingdom of heaven are raised up. So then, friends, let us go out into the world this day forgiven and renewed empowered and set free so that we can be the repairers of the breach, the restorers of streets to live in. Amen. <laughs>